Welcome to the show, Reverend Uge. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day to be with us. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a pleasure to be a part of this. Thank you. So my first question is, Tendikyo is a monotheistic religion where God is referred to as God the parent or Oyagami-sama. Why is God referred to as a parent and what relationship do practitioners of Tenrikyo have to God? Uh, yes. Um, so the basis of our teachings um, arises from the principal teaching that we are all created by God, our parent, um, to mutually live a joyous, peaceful, and harmonious life uh, within the uh, heavenly body that we call earth. Um, each uh, human being is equally a dear child of God. Thus, uh, God is the parent who, who wants nothing more than for all humanity to live the joyous life and share in that joy. And that sharing of the joy is actually quite important. It's not simply, you know, human beings doing something um, for ourselves, but it's, it's to bring joy to the parent. Um, God would equally take joy in the joyous life as would humans. And due to our uh, parent and child relationship, um, we refer to God as God the parent. Um, as children of God, we want to do our best to understand uh, the, the intentions of the, uh, of the parent, of God's intentions, and to carry out uh, God's wishes for us to realize the joyous life is, is our goal, um, as well as the, the most important uh, desire for, for God. And so having that um, visualization or um, understanding of God as our parent sort of changes the relationship to not as, not just as a omnipotent being, but as somebody, uh, as, as, as a parent who we, we strive to, to do our best to, um, to understand and to um, fulfill uh, uh, God's intentions. So um, we actually refer to God in, in um, different ways, um, but God the parent certainly is, a, is a, a, a big part of understanding the relationship. But another um, um, way that we refer to God is as skihi, Suki means moon and he means sun. So as the moon sun being ever present and always providing us warmth and uh, always um, visible to us, uh, ski, there's different uh, uh, ways that we refer to God that have um, significant um, meaning in that way. That's pretty incredible. That's one of the things that makes Tenrikyo so unique from other religions is the relationship that they have with God and how personal it is to them. And one of the other things that makes Tenrikyo unique is it's one of the few religions in the world that was founded by a woman. And her name was Miki Nakayama, also known as Oyasama. So what role have women played in Tenrikyo and how has it adapted over the years? Yes. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good question um, because um, uh, Japan um, as a society is um, very much male dominated. Um, so um, in terms of uh, the Tenigo teachings, it's, it's, it's very clear uh, that all human beings are are equal, and there's no discrimination between man and woman, and it is so stated in our scriptures. Um, one of our three scriptures is called the Ofudesaki, the tip of the writing brush, which Oyasama or Miki Nakayama um, wrote. Um, God was basically writing the scriptures through her um, by by her writing brush. So that's why it's called the tip of the writing brush. Um, and uh, I'd like to read two verses from the Ofudesaki. One says, 
states, um, those living in the high mountains and those living in the low valleys, their souls are all the same. Another verse reads, of these trees, I do not say whether male pine or female pine, Skihi has an intention for any tree. And in this verse, um, tree, trees, uh, there are many metaphors in, in Tenrikyo, and trees uh, are considered um, what's called um, useful timber, um, which human beings represent, uh, represent um, trees or, or, or timber that, that is used for the construction of the joyous life. Um, so, so that that is that is an interesting verse. Um, also, it's it's important. Um, one of the most important um, prayers in Tenikyo is called the Kagura service. It's a very interesting service with masks um, that's held in uh, the city of, of Tenri in Japan. Um, it, it's literally the most important service. Um, for us that takes place on the 26th of, of every month. And it's kind of a reenactment of the story of uh, creation. And uh, it takes place with masks. Um, and uh, it's held with 10 performers of the service and five are female and five are male. And without the equal participation of, of the five female performers, Tenikyo cannot pray for world salvation. So it's, um, it's something that we, we see and we, we feel the equality through our most significant prayer. Um, unfortunately, uh, in the Tenikyo organization, which was organized by humans, um, you know, the, the majority of the leadership, for example, is, is, is male. Um, and there is a, a big gap between the teachings that Oyasama taught us and the reality that we see today. Um, so it's certainly not ideal. Um, however, um, one of the significant parts of the teachings is... Um, is that uh, we value the cooperation of husband and wife as a unit, which forms the foundation of the joyous life. And this, this is taught to us as the most important um, un, um, um, foundation to the joyous life. It starts with the, the husband and, and wife. And um, it's that um, pair um, oftentimes, well, in that unit, the male takes a leading role and the woman takes a follower's role. It doesn't necessarily mean that the man is superior to the woman, but both play different roles to achieve the maximum result. Uh, it may be comparable to like a social dance in which a male partner usually plays a lead role and the, and the female partner plays a follower's role, but they are equal partners. In the Tenikyo teachings, we are taught that women are the foundation of the path. The foundation is probably the most important um, aspect of building a house. However, you cannot see the foundation of the building because it's hidden in the land. Uh, women are playing um, important roles in Tenikyo in that way. And as a matter of fact, um, in Tenikyo, one of the most powerful and largest associations is the Women's Association. And uh, Tenikyo women play the most influential role in substance, but not on the surface in that sense. I think that's very interesting. And I like the metaphors that you brought up, especially about the foundations of the relationships between men and women and how they play off each other in Tenrikyo. So my um, next question is, what does it mean to be saved and why is it so crucial to tell others how you were saved? Yes, so um, initially, um, I mean, Oya-sama, Miki Nakayama was, was seen as 
you know, uh, kind of a crazy person. <laughs> um, nobody uh, would listen to her or take her as, you know, this amazing person that she became. Um, and in fact, um, she was isolated. Um, she was she was a mother. She you know she came from she married into a prominent family. Um, she, she had um, quite a few children. So um, when when she was when God um, asked her to become um, what we call the shrine of God. Um, the family and the everyone vehemently opposed this and so it was a process in which god actually um you know strenuously asked for permission um for her to become this significant um shrine um and um and and then what what sort of convinced people that uh, she was not an ordinary human being was that she she began to save people from illness and suffering and so she became known as the goddess of the village and people would come from all around the country to be saved from illness and those who were asked um, those who were saved asked her what they could do in gratitude for their salvation. And Oyasama told them to tell others about it. And that's how the teachings originally spread. Um, ultimately, being saved of an illness is, is only the beginning. We're taught that everything that happens to us is guidance from God. So it's as if God is pulling us or guiding us to the path of the joyous life. Um, and once we understand and practice this teaching, we will understand the ultimate salvation of, uh, is the salvation of humankind and the attainment of the joyous life. Um, living a life of joy and thus salvation is available to everyone. And in this lifetime, it solely depends on the state of mind and the, the resulting actions that we take to help our fellow brothers and sisters. Uh, whether we experience joy in our lives or not depends less on what we do for ourselves than what we do for others. Some people say uh, God help, helps those who help themselves. And this may be true, um, that this may have some truth to it, but, but our faith is based on the saying that God helps those who help others. Um, there's also a passage in, in our doctrine, which, which I'd like to read from. It says, the sights and the sounds of the world do not change, but our perception of the world changes. That which is reflected in our minds, that changes. The, the world which we had imagined to be a world of suffering now comes to be perceived as a world of joy. When our minds are bright, the world is bright. Yes, so that's my, uh, that, that's uh, a passage that um, is often referred to as what the, the core of, of, of the life of joy is. That's a pretty incredible story. And I have to say, that's one of the things that really drew me to Tenrikyo. And I remember that Oyasama had a quote and it was something along the lines of, we don't always have control over our bodies and what happens to them, but we always have control of our minds. And that really resonated me since I'm chronically ill and I've dealt with many illnesses all my life. And sometimes I felt really powerless and like everything was out of my control. But then once I started hearing her teachings and I heard that I felt so much more like I was in control of myself and I felt empowered but I also felt 
safe almost like I was held by someone for the first time. So I just wanted to mention that since it really meant a lot to me and it really, I guess, touched me on a deeper level. Mm. Yes. And yes. on a spiritual level. Yes. Um, I, you know, a lot of us uh, who belong to the Tenikyo faith have had some experience with um, what I, 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 what is referred to as the, the Sazke, the divine grant. It's, um, it's a, it's a hands-on healing prayer that, that we do. And it's, um, you know, something that we, you know, like to offer to those with, you know, um, conditions, um, physical or mental and, 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 and everybody's going to come across some sort of illness or, uh, issue in their life that, that they need help with. And, and this prayer is a wonderful way for us to, to, to help people. And, um, we all have sort of, uh, anecdotal experience with, you know, the power of, of this prayer and, um, that sort of gets our attention and uh and then from that we we can realize that hey maybe we are maybe we can do more or maybe we can get better ourselves if we change our focus and and live a life that is less concerned with our own self-centered thinking that is sort of natural but without being taught Otherwise, we lose sight of what's important and what we should be doing. So, um, you know, once we get out of this sort of cycle um, and, and we're able to focus on others, then it changes everything. Um, and, um, and yeah, that, the teaching of the joyous life is, is really something that we like to tell people about, but, you know, uh, too often times we don't get the opportunity <laughs> to, to talk about it. So we, we, we appreciate your curiosity and your interest and your um, desire to, to hear about it. Um, we also have, you know, over 60 churches in the, in the United States. Um, you are all not able to find too many uh, from what I read. Um, with your email exchanges, but we do have, for example, um, a church in, in Virginia, in Alexandria, which is probably not too far away from where you are. <laughs> so um, to be able to, to find um, a place where you can receive the Sazke, for example, the divine grant, um, would be, would be great. Um, um, and there are a lot of really uh, nice people in the Tenikyo uh, circle that, that will bend over backwards to, to do what they can to help you um, and whatever issues that we can um, address. Yeah. Thank you very much, Reverend Yuge. It's very kind of you to say and to teach me about all these different things and where I can find churches near me. I really appreciate that. And I have to agree is once I took on that viewpoint that wasn't so self-centered is when I started to really notice the improvement and the change. And obviously like, it's not perfect. We all still have problems, but it's definitely a lot better than where I was three years ago or so. That's great. Thank you. So my next question is, what is the joyous life and how is that achieved in Tenrikyo? Okay, so um, it, it's interesting because um, the word joyous life itself, you know, it, it, it's, um, you know, you could, you could just imagine everybody just being happy. And it's <laughs> certainly not, uh, not just that. Um, but I, I'd like to um, uh, sort of read this um, uh, answer that, um, um, that maybe gives you a more complete um, idea. Um, the joyous life refers to living with a bright and spirited mind uh, 
the state of mind which one might associate the image of a bright and warm scene bathed in sunlight. When we, when we grow spiritually, purify our mind completely and come to perceive whatever happens as God's gracious blessing, then we, can, we, we will be provided with abundant blessings in accordance with that state of our mind. This will ensure that we can live our life without any difficulties or troubles. In the world of the joyous life, which is free from uh, any conflict or war and free from want, everyone will be able to live a long, healthy life and every prayer will be answered. The key to realizing the joyous life is our deep sense of gratitude to God the parent. Of course, we are limited beings and that we are such limited beings that it, it may be difficult to make our lives perfect. The joyous life, however, is a harmonious life pervaded by loving kindness with which people make up for one another's weaknesses and help one another. The joyous life is truly in an outpouring of the joy of being alive. The joyous life is a life lived with the joyous mind. And the joyous mind is characterized by brightness and spiritedness, which come from keenly feeling God the parent's intention and blessings. Therefore, we can say that the joyous life can be realized at any time, depending solely on our state of mind. Um, this is the realization of the joyous life on an individual level. In addition, there is the joyous life as the ideal world where minds of all people in the world have become bright and spirited. Its realization depends on the spiritual growth of all people in the world. That is, it depends on the teachings spreading from one person to another, leading more and more people to replace their minds and help one another. So this is how it is achieved. It's, it, it, you know, oftentimes, um, I'm sorry, did you hear that? Is that sound? Oh no, I, I need to turn that off. <laughs> um, oh no, I heard you just oh, find a word, oh, no, it's okay. I, Oh, no, there was like a, a chime that was in. Oh, I didn't hear that at all. Oh, okay. All right. That's no, fine. Okay. <laughs> no chimes here. <laughs> okay. No, no. I, I was just referring to um, how um, it's the, the ideal of the joyous life, um, kind of a quote unquote heaven on earth, may seem like a far fetched ideal. Um, and it goes back to the question you had asked previously, you know, you know, why, why is it important to talk about how we were saved? Sort of, um, it's easy to tell somebody, oh, okay, this happened to me. I, you know, I was healed by this incredible thing. Um, but it's difficult to tell others about a teaching from God. You know? So, so, Sort of, it starts in this way where it's you know people tell each other one by one um, about how we can change our, our way of thinking, and um, and that is the choice life. Thank you for sharing that. Those are some very inspiring verses. So my next question is also a quote from Oyasama. I have never met anyone who is truly evil. It is nothing more than a bit of dust on the mind. What did she mean when she said this? Or what was she referring to when she mentioned dust on the mind? Yes. Um, I'm sorry. My, for some reason, the volume just became lower. Um, not sure if it's my side. No, no, no. I, I, the question is fine. I can hear you. It's just that um, for some reason my headphones seem to be. Oh, okay. We all have technical difficulties. I'm not that great with technology. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no problem. No problem. So just take your time. Okay. All right. So, um, well, I, I can still hear you. So I, it should be fine. But, um, and you can hear me okay? Okay, great. 
So um, when God created us, uh, God endowed us with free will. Uh, this freedom allows us to use our minds in the manner we choose. The ways we use our minds will determine whether we live a life of joy and harmony or a life filled with discontent and suffering. At times, however, we tend to, to lose sight of the purpose of life and have unknowingly made choice to mis misuse our minds in self-centered ways. The result is, rather than living a life of joy, peace, and harmony with others, we find ourselves lost in a life of discontent, suffering, and trouble. Oesam explained that specific attitudes of the mind prevent us from living a life of joy. Uh, by using the metaphor of dust to represent these attitudes, Oyasama explained that these negative attitudes like dust accumulate and cloud our minds. This accumulation and clouding of our minds leads us, lead us towards discontent, suffering, and trouble. Um, she specifically pointed out eight dusts of the mind, um, any of which can prevent us from experiencing a life of joy. And, and those dusts are greed, covetousness, uh, miserliness, anger, hatred, grudge-bearing, self-love, and arrogance. So um, to illustrate this metaphor a little further, take um, your own home, for instance. If you clean it regularly, it will be livable and comfortable, and guests uh, who visit will take delight in its good condition. Um, on the other hand, if you neglect the, the uh, cleaning, dust will accumulate and become more and more difficult to sweep away as time goes on. As dust piles up, it may even leave a stain despite vigorous cleaning. Now let's take these concepts and apply them to the mind. We all have a pure mind that is radiant and bright. However, using the analogy of dust, if one misuses the mind, a thin film of dust begins to accumulate. And if left unattended, the mind that is inherently pure and bright can no longer shine. It even begins to lose the ability to be joyous. Such a mind that thus prevents God's workings from maintaining our bodies in a healthy condition. Such workings, which we call blessings, cannot shine upon nor shine through such dusts. We believe that the condition of the mind dictates the condition of an individual's physical wellness. So what are some of the ways that Tenzio encourages people to sweep the dust out of their mind? Yes. So Moyasama um, taught us um, how to return to this natural dust-free state of mind. Um, and this is a pure mind that is free of self-centered thoughts. And it's, it's a mind that can savor and experience joy in all situations. Um, there are several methods that Oyasama taught us to sweep the mind clear of dust, um, to bring us closer to the joyous life. And the first um, uh, is sort of the simple, simplest way to do that, and that's self-reflection and pondering. Uh, so if you examine each of the dusts that uh, you may harbor and you resolve to do the opposite, that would be one way. Second way is that Oyasama taught us the service. So the, I, I spoke previously about um, the main service, the Kagura service that is done in Japan in the city of Tenri. Um, there is also a service that we do on a daily basis and on a monthly basis. And a big part of it is uh, cleansing our mind through this service. In fact, the service itself um, does a physical hand movement of, of sweeping your minds of these dusts. And that's kind of a daily um, thing that we do, like a morning and the evening service that we do as a daily reminder that these dusts accumulate all the time through no fault of our own, that we do our best to sweep ourselves from with God's help. Um, and then the third, third method 
is um, to administer the sazge or the divine grant, which I spoke to you earlier about. It's the ultimate means through which we can pray for the salvation of others. In praying for someone, we first sweep our mind and then ask for God's blessings to be shown to the person we pray for. Since we are taught that the self-centered mind is what leads to dust and then limits our ability to live a joyous life, we can see that forgetting the self in a sense, for that moment, we become saved. Actually, the Sazuke is the embodiment of Oyasama's teachings that by saving others, uh, we shall be saved. So you mentioned some of the um, different dances earlier that people do in Tenryukyo, and I've noticed that music and dancing seem to play a pretty big role for its practitioners. Yes. Um, It's interesting, Oya Sama, you know, um, brought different things to, to us, um, like, like the verses of, uh, of the, the Ofudesaki that I spoke to you. It was approximately 1,700 verses all written in brush and sometimes in the middle of the night, but in perfect poetry. Um, basically, it was you know, God writing the poetry. She was not a poet. And then she taught us to perform the service, which was, you know, it involved song and musical instruments and dance, but she was not a composer (laughs) or a musician or a dancer. It was composed by Oyasama in the late 1860s. And we are taught that this service is the ultimate performance done by humanity in service to God. And we're taught that the performance of this service brings about the salvation for all people. Uh, a signif- significant perform- uh, component of the performances of the service is the inherent properties of cleansing the mind. Um, but by engaging in a harmonious and united performance of song, music, and dance by all, this works to clear our minds of self-centered thoughts and allows us to mutually move on the path towards spiritual awakening and a life of joy. So as followers of Tenrikyo, we are tasked with performing a service that unites our minds. It's of ultimate importance for us to perform this service as God taught us. The song is currently uh, only in Japanese. So we perform the song in Japanese that uh, we have translation of it, but because of the differences between English and Japanese, it's difficult to recompose the, the song, the, the lyrics and the music and everything. So it's, it's, it's difficult to do it in a different language, but Nonetheless, it has so many elements to it. We're, we're being asked to be, we're not, we, we might, may not have backgrounds in, in music or dance, but we're asked to be, be sort of professional musicians and dancers and, and, and singers in, in order to perform this service. Um, so it's uh, very difficult. And so, we have to practice and perform this. And through, through this sort of um, challenging uh, process, you know, it's like playing, like being a part of an orchestra without being a professional musician. You, you can't mess up or else everybody is, or else it affects everyone around you. So, 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 you know, we do our best to, to, to cleanse our minds and to practice and to be in unison with everybody. And, and then when we get to a point where we're unified with our service performers, it's an incredible feeling of unity of mind and accomplishment. And um, 
sort of achieving a little bit of what God wanted us to do. So it's using music and song and dance to illustrate the joyous life to us and the unity of mind, which is what is required for the joyous life, but using tools that are oftentimes beyond you know, what we're capable of doing. Um, and it's really, you know, uh, can be a source of uneasiness, um, you know, to be a part of a religion, to have to, have to uh, take part in this, you know, I, you know there, obviously there, there are people who are more talented at, at, at um, performing arts than others. <laughs> um, but uh, it's something that gives us, um, uh, a great way to uh, to to challenge ourselves to um, to come together in that way, um, and, and and it gives us an ability to understand the teachings in a different way. Um, you know, oftentimes we use in our prayers we dance these songs. And then, you know, like, for example, um, I have three children and they've had various diseases in their, uh, or illnesses uh, in their lives and hospitalizations and different issues that, you know, as parents, um, we do our best to, to pray. We, we, we perform the service to, in prayer, sometimes um, late at night. Um, depending on the situation. And the, the prayer service itself can be like an hour long. And it's a lot of, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you have to concentrate on doing. You can't just, you know, go through the motions. Um, but through that prayer, um, you're singing and dancing the teachings that Oya Sama taught. So, you come to a different realization, oh, that, that is what we're being taught, or this is what I should be doing, or, or this is how I should think. Um, and, and, and it's the power of song that speaks, speaks to us in a different way. And that, um, I remember dancing, especially because it's in Japanese and my wife is Japanese, that it spoke to her sort of at a deeper level um, through the song, singing the song that she was crying in the middle of, of performing the service. And I was like, wow, you know, um, it, it, it's, it's a wonderful way to, to understand what God is trying to tell us. I have to agree. And while there's a lot of, uh, videos online that are available that show some of the different dances and songs of Tenrikyo. I was fortunate enough to actually see a live performance since I used to live in Chapel Hill, which had a pretty high Japanese population, and I studied Japanese in high school. And so sometimes Shinto temples and Tenrikyo churches would visit us, and we would sort of collaborate with them as a way to help us learn the language, but also help them if they had something coming up. So I was uh, helping out for a Tenrikyo event. I actually saw some of the dances close up and it was just um, some people practicing. It wasn't the official dance, but it was still really powerful and really moving. And they're all just like moving together, almost like it's one person or like one energy that's working through them and I have to say it's one of the most unique and powerful art forms I've come across in my that's life. That's really interesting I, I'm now I'm very curious as to who the people were that you interacted with um, do you know uh, um, where they came from or were they from Japan or um, yeah, a lot of them were Japanese immigrants or they were um, like second generation, like their parents were immigrants, but they were born in the U.S. So that was the um, main population of the 
churches and the temples. And then sometimes they would help us study. I think the people at the Tenrikyo church liked me a little better because sometimes they would help me study for the test. But at the Shinto temple, I like messed up a lot. Like they have a lot more rules. And um, <laughs> I accidentally knocked over a part of a shrine for the deity where they leave the oh, offerings no. it was like Amaterasu's temple so they really I mean they were nice about it but they really just didn't like me after that they just like kind of look at me like <laughs> be ashamed of yourself <laughs> you know but then Tenrikyo was like there were less rules or whatever like I could breathe a little more but yeah, sometimes they would actually teach me songs to help me remember Japanese, and then they would help me do the brushstrokes because I have really awful handwriting, so I got I got pretty bad grades. Huh. But they helped me not fail, so I've always been very grateful to them. Wow, wow, that's interesting. I, I... Oh, thank you. <laughs> I wasn't always the best student. My teacher didn't like me too much because I was kind of goofy, and it would be telling jokes in class or like playing like people would be singing songs like whatever wow. j-pop song was really popular at the moment like uh-huh. when that one viral song pom 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 came out I, we would like all be singing it in class and the teacher got like really mad at us <laughs> she's like you were supposed to be practicing your kanji today <laughs> that's great wow do you, I don't suppose you know the names of any of the, the Tenikyo people there? Oh, gosh, that was so many years ago. Huh. I would have to try and look it up to see if I remember since um, I moved away from North Carolina quite a few years back. And I've been living in Maryland for a while now. So I haven't really been in contact with any of the people from high school, but I'll have to try and look them up and see, but it was a little difficult because I tried reaching out to them first, but I don't think that their church has a website. Oh, interesting. Unfortunately, yeah. but hopefully someday they get something set up or I do some more digging and I can find them. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay. So back on track. Yes. Next question. Tenrikyo is often incorrectly credited as a sect of Shinto. While both religions have a Japanese origin, Shinto is polytheistic with many gods that are known as the Kami, while Tenrikyo only has one deity, which is God the Parent. So in what ways is Tenrikyo similar to Shinto and in what ways is it different? Okay, so yes, um... Regarding the teachings, um, there is little similarity between Tenikyo and Shinto. Um, Tenikyo is, is interestingly more similar to Christianity in the sense that uh, we worship uh, the creator of the world and human beings. Um, Tenikyo is considered to be a new religion at the time that, uh, at the at that time, or when it began, which was uh, 1838, which is not really new, um, but 30 years prior to the Meiji Restoration, which toppled the uh, Tokugawa shogunate. Under the uh, Meiji government, Tenikyo followers were not allowed to congregate because Tenikyo was not officially registered as a religious organization. Although the Meiji uh, constitution included the practice of freedom of religion, in actuality, there was no freedom. Um, the only way to practice the teachings was to belong to an existing religious body or a subordinate organization. Um, the only way to practice the teachings was to, uh, I'm sorry, under the Shinto organization, Tenikyo was categorized as um, one of 13 Shinto religious organizations. Um, in 1908, Tenikyo won religious independence and was uh, separated from, from Shinto. However, uh, under Shinto, Tenikyo adapted many Shinto rituals. Um, and therefore, there are many similarities in the rituals and even the appearance, um, the shrines and different the aspects of it. 
but that gives an impression that Tenikyo is part of Shinto. Uh, previously, Tenikyo made similar attempts under the Tokugawa shogunate as well. Um, Tenikyo attempted to gain official approval from uh, the most uh, powerful Shinto clan. And uh, in another time, they belonged to a, 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 under a Buddhist temple. Um, both of these sort of attempts to become official religious entities were not something that Oyasama approved of, um, but nevertheless, they were seen as ways that they could practice freely. Otherwise they would have to be underground and um, subject to persecution. Um, so, so yes, it, uh, although many people, uh, another aspect of, uh, of this is that Shinto is um, oftentimes viewed as a, as, you know, as a religion um, from the outside, but uh, many Japanese people um, don't really consider it a regular religion. Um, where you go to you go to church on Sunday and and you sort of listen to a a preacher giving sermons. Um, Tenikyo, uh, I mean, in most aspects, Shinto is is kind of a set of customs that people go through. Like they may visit um, a Shinto shrine, but they may have no idea what Shinto really mean, what re really is about. It's just something that people do. Like it's for, like for New Year's, for example, it's traditional to visit a shrine for New Year's and to, to make a donation. But um, for most of the, many of the people who participate, it has little religious significance, uh, but more of a custom. Um, and uh, Tenikyo, on the other hand, is more um, uh, more like an organized uh, religion where followers do uh, actively uh, go to church and, and go to pray and understand the teachings and, 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 and try to sort of better themselves through the teachings. Um, so it's more of a sort of a regular religion in that sense. Um, so th that is a big difference as well. I've noticed that too, especially with Shinto, since Japanese society is a lot more secular than other cultures. So a Japanese person might not be particularly religious, but then they would still partake in certain traditions associated with either Shinto or Buddhism, since those are the two main religions. Right. In Japan, although, of course, there's Tenrikyo and then the minority Catholic population who I also got to interact with. But that's one of the things is Shinto. It's a lot more about actions and doing the rituals and not so much about like a sacred text, although there are several sacred texts for Shinto or about any specific ways to lead your life. Right. Right. So I think that's one of the things that makes it distinct yes, but also yes. what separates it from some of the other things in Japan and I noticed that sometimes the other Japanese people would look at me like a little strangely when they saw me always hanging out with a Tenrikyo but it wasn't inherently negative it was more like oh what 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 exactly is that you know mm, right um, another aspect that I wanted to mention was that in fact um, I've heard uh, that it's not so uncommon to have somebody get married in a Shinto ritual and uh, have a Buddhist funeral. Um, it, it just seems like such a strange idea, but that's just sort of a part of how there's no, you know, it's, it's not a... Um, a conflict because it's it's not seen as uh, necessarily uh, a, a religious right more than uh, sort of a, a, a cultural 
custom that's done. So I don't I don't understand why why that happens, but but it's not so uncommon apparently. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot too. Or sometimes it's like the reverse. Like my teacher had a traditional Buddhist wedding, but then when one of her relatives died, it was a Shinto funeral. And uh, I was like, oh, is, is he Shinto? And she just looked at me like I was crazy. And she's like, no, he is not Shinto. <laughs> like, like, what's wrong with you, Sarah? You need to get with the program, Sarah. <laughs> That's funny. I thought that was so interesting. <laughs> you spend a lot of time in Japan? Oh, no, I wish I could have gone. I really wish I could have, but I never got the chance to go. I did enter in a couple study abroad competitions where um, the fees would have been covered for you and you would have had a foster family, but I uh, never got into those. But I did study it for a while. So in a way, I was pretty submerged into Japanese culture for a good portion of my life. Wow, you need to complete the uh, the cycle. <laughs> oh gosh, I wish I I had such awful grades. I'm telling you, I I pretty much failed the class. I only passed just because I think my teacher felt bad for me, so she gave me extra credit. And then the Tenrikyo people, I think it wasn't just like oh we feel bad for her, but I think they're just like oh she seems nice, so they would like have me do little songs so I could remember. They're just like okay, Sarah, this is how you do this brushstroke. Can you put out the character for four? <laughs> okay, that's not even remotely close to four, <laughs> but you're getting better now. Like just very nice and patient with me. I feel like other teachers if i tried it again wouldn't be <laughs> as nice as them well you know we do operate uh, a cultural institute uh that i'm in charge of in in manhattan and because of the pandemic all our classes are online so literally you could take the class from anywhere and uh, we also do have student exchanges with our university tenry university where we do have two weeks in the summer where where students go to learn Japanese and and we do have exchanges even you know if you're not in school uh, if you're studying at our institute you could uh, qualify to be an exchange student even if you're you know 65 <laughs> which is a great opportunity <laughs> that's pretty incredible yeah i've noticed that um tenry.org has a lot of other uh, educational options like for japanese language but then also they have sections for like um, music and the arts too oh yes yes absolutely which unfortunately we can't really do much of now but that's a big part of our operations it's it's a wonderful way to to have a, a something for the community um, to gather and enjoy the arts um, and, and not just be a religious organization. I have to agree. And there really is a, a sense of community from them, even though I've never uh, seen them perform personally from the videos I've seen. It's a very harmonious community. Yes. Uh, and I would encourage you, as well as your listeners, to to uh, to pay us a visit if you're ever in New York City. Thank you very much. I greatly <laughs> appreciate that. So, uh, does Tenrikyo have any major holidays? And if so, what are they? So, um, we have our monthly services uh, that I had referred to before um, on the 26th of each month. So um, based on those uh, dates or those services, um, oftentimes people um, travel from long distances to attend those services. Um, but there are two services um, uh, that are more important. They're called grand services. Uh, one is on January 26th and the other one is on, on October 26th where um, we're commemorating, uh, well, in January 26 is when, when Oyasama um, passed away for rebirth, or we refer to it as hid her physical being. Um, although her physical presence is not uh, there, um, she is, is all over. Um, so 
that date is January 26th and that's our spring grant service. And then uh, our October 26th autumn grant service is, is, is when um, uh, uh, Oyasama became the shrine of Tsukihi. So it's when Tenikyo began. So those two dates in particular are of uh, prime religious significance. Uh, and then on, on April 18th is when we celebrate uh, Oyasama's uh, birth. So we have a birth celebration service uh, on that date. And so those are, I don't know if you would call them major holidays, but those are the, the, the main dates um, that are, are recognized by followers um, as a major date to plan a pilgrimage to, to, to the Jiba, to Tenri City. Um, and, um, and so, you know, followers, that's the one thing that followers try to do is to save up money to plan a trip to Japan to, to go to attend um, these, these pilgrimages. We even have children's pilgrimages in the summer that, that our children would go, you know, every two years and they thought going to Japan was a normal thing, but, you know, it's, for most families, it's, it's a once in a lifetime thing, you know, and, and, and we would do it fairly regularly as a religious pilgrimage. Um, so that, so the pilgr th that is how the major pilgrimages are sort of organized. I think that's definitely pretty unique, especially from other religions, since usually the major holidays involve a sort of festival or participation in rites, but for Tenrikyo, it's more centered on services and various pilgrimages, which is another one of the things that makes it so unique because in other religions, it's just like, okay, you have one pilgrimage to this one place and that's sort of it. But for Tenrikyo, it's like everybody goes and they go multiple times and it's really like they're just living it and experiencing it. It's a lot of just active faith, I would say. Yes. And that, 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 um, and obviously, um, along with those pilgrimages, there's different um, celebrations that are had as well. So um, for the children, uh, of course, children, you know, uh, want to have fun. So, you know, Tenikyo organizes uh, these summer pilgrimages where they have parades every night and they have uh, the whole area gets transformed into kind of like um, uh, an amusement park for children to enjoy themselves. So, so that they have a positive association with what we call returning to uh, the home of the parent, returning to Jiba, which is um, a big part of, of what Tenikyo is. And we have major celebrations like our, our uh, 130th anniversary, for example, um, is held around the time of these um, uh, grand services. Um, um, uh, and that's when we have the most followers make these pilgrimages. And, and of course, the night before and the night after the services, everybody's gathering. So it's a a great time to, to party. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot of fun things for for uh, the followers to partake in when they gather. And so everybody feels like a family and um, everybody, you know, even though we might be in different countries, I I feel I know Tenikyo people around the world um, in um, maybe over 20 countries um, and I have close bonds with them because of our ties to Tenrikyo and, and, and the Jiba and, and Tenri, Tenri. And we, to, to Tenrikyo followers, the, the ten, city of Tenri is like our, our hometown because we're so familiar with it um, because of our you know, pilgrimages. That reminds me of a, um, a comic strip I read from a Tenrikyo website and they talked about faith, but instead it was like a metaphor for a delicious cake. 
like you may see a reporter talking about how good the cake tastes or you might see the recipe for the cake online but you'll never actually know what the cake is like unless you go out and taste it and at first I thought okay that's a little unusual but then after you said that it like makes perfect sense to me since faith is the cake and in Tenricchio people just go out and eat the cake and they don't bother to read reviews like oh I don't think this cake is good no this is the perfect cake you know just go out there (laughs) (laughs) I'm interested where you found that 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 sounds like a a great uh yeah a great idea um it it was a a a comic or or a strip in in, on the Tenicky website yeah, it's um I think it's one of the official Japanese websites and oh. there's a a section just for comics that illustrates some of the different main ideas uh. and um they have a section so that they have it translated into a couple different languages including right. English and I can send um that particular comic to you if you'd like. Sure, that'd be great. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Did you have any prayers you would like to share with our audience today? Um, so um, when you say prayer, um, um, I was thinking of sharing with you um, one of our songs, which sort of encapsulates the teachings within that one song. Um, but if I sang it or <laughs> read it to you in Japanese, it wouldn't make sense. So I have the English translation of um, what's called the Yorozio, um, which is um, the, sort of the prelude to the 12 songs that we use as our main service. And I was going to read that to you, if that makes sense. I wasn't sure exactly what you meant by um, sharing a prayer. Oh, well... I guess it depends on what prayer means to you and then what you feel comfortable sharing since you're more than welcome to sing or dance if you want to, or if you just (laughs) want to read it, that's fine too. I've had people share prayers in other languages before Uh, and we were able to translate them afterward. I see. I see. Okay. Um, well, since since dancing is not going to do well on the podcast, I, maybe I could just read the English. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> okay, so this is the Yorozio, and it has eight verses. Um, so here we go. Looking all over the world and through all ages, I find no one who has understood my heart. So should it be, for I have never taught it before. It is natural that you know nothing. This time I, God, revealing myself to the fore, teach you all the truth in detail. You are calling this place the Jiba, the home of God in Yamato, but you do not know of its origin. If you are told of this origin in full, great yearning will come over you, whoever you may be. If you wish to hear and will come to me, I will tell you the truth that this place is the origin of any and everything. When I, God, reveal myself and teach you everything in detail, all people in the world will become cheerful. As I hasten to save all of you equally, I will set out to cheer up all the minds of the world. And that is the Yorozio. And... um, as I had mentioned before, this is um, um, to this we 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 have a song and a dance um, with musical instruments, and this song in particular, um, when we dance this all together, it brings us great unity and joy, and it helps us to overcome um, the issues that that we face. And so that is what I wanted to leave you with. Thank you very much for sharing. Was there anything else you would like to discuss or share with our audience today? Uh, Yes. Um, 
the only thing is that I wanted to add is that um, one thing that um, that we do um, as as a way to um, show our our gratitude to God for the blessings that re- that we receive is something called hinokshin. Um, it's it's kind of a physical expression of our gratitude. It's an action that uh, taken for the sake of others to express our appreciation to God. And it's our contribution towards the salvation of all people. It can take any form. Even a single word of kindness can be hinokshin. Saying hello with a smile can, can literally change someone's day. Merely doing good works without the mind of gratitude is not hinokshin. The real, the reason Hinokshin can help us in uh, help us in dust management and living a life of joy is that it's based on a mind that has an attitude of gratitude. Uh, when the mind is filled with gratitude, there's no room for self-centered negative thoughts or dusts. It prevents dust from accumulating in the mind, and we can only find joy and satisfaction with whatever situations we face. So this idea of hinokshin, it's basically like um, like uh, community service. Um, it can be, you know, donating blood or uh, cleaning up your neighborhood. Um, but it can also be, you know, saying something nice to somebody, asking them how they're doing. Um, these are all sort of physical um, actions that we take um, as a way to cleanse our minds of dust and help others. And it's a big part of what we do. Um, our actions throughout the day, if we can take them, um, uh, we, if we can make actions, uh, not just in, in our thoughts, um, thinking about um, our faith, if we can take action in our faith um, as an ex- with, the, with the thought that we're, you know, we're grateful that we're capable of taking these actions um, and think of others while we're doing it, then it can help us to um, enhance our spiritual maturity um, towards the joyous life. So uh, that is one thing that uh, one aspect that uh, um, that didn't come about in, um, in 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 the questions that I had answered. So I just wanted to also leave that as well. <laughs> Thank you very much. I really appreciate your time on the show today, and I really had a lovely time hearing from you and meeting you. Okay, thank you very much. I, you know, I, I really appreciate what you're doing and, and your enthusiasm and your um, study of, uh, of our faith, you know, um, in, your, in your insightful questions as well. Um, but we, we certainly appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that.